Hello there and welcome back to the chat shit, get fit, the fitness news, we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always, I'm joined by Tom. Hello. Hello there. Thanks this for having week- me. All right, mate. <laughs> Why have you said that? Why have you said that? Was, you have me every week. 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 <laughs> Jesus Christ. That threw me off, that did. Fucking ruined my intro, mate. Jesus. Know, that's why I did it. This, this, this is why I used to do intros on my own, mate. I used to do fucking solo because of this fucking reason. We could always use the AI. This week, we are going to take a closer look at HIT versus steady state cardio. So, high intensity interval training versus steady state cardio, with the main focus being on adherence. As that is something we've been speaking about quite a bit over the last few months on the fitness news. So, we're going to keep on with that train. Let's get into this week's The Fitness News. Okay, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fitness News, and we're going to start with a quiz. How fucking exciting. A fun quiz. Oh, like a pub quiz, or is no, it going to be like a Lord of the Rings quiz, is it? Obviously a quiz relevant to the episode, mate. I'm going to go rogue, am I? Anyway, right. <laughs> so, before we, get into, before we get into the quiz, let's give some context to the quiz. There's a, you know, there's often a debate, isn't there, Tom, about what is better. Is it better to do sprint-style interval training, so hit stuff, you know, smashing yourself up, or is it better to go for like a long run, a long cycle, a long walk, blah, 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 blah. Well, over the years, there have been many claims made by scientific literature, made by journalists, made by fucking the media, by lots of people making comments. Influencers. About, yeah, about hit and steady state running and stuff yeah. okay um the question really is though is which ones are true right because obviously it's not all bullshit but you know which ones are actually true so we are now going to play a quiz um and everyone listening so listening buckle in you can play along i'll give you a chance to answer each one before i move on it's true and false so it's very easy when i give you the option shout as loud as you can wherever you are in the park in your car on the beach at a funeral at a- <laughs> Uh, bar mitzvah. <laughs> just that's just do it. Just go crazy. There's me giving realistic options and you're <laughs> a funeral. <laughs> Listen, this is what happens when you make me record three episodes back to back. I'm under a lot of pressure. This this is, you know, this, this is ex- exactly how Philip Schofield must have felt. You know, he's under a lot of pressure <laughs> what, and he ends up doing stupid Philip things. Into this? Stop bringing fucking the nonsense into this. Well, oh. the thing is, within the next, within the next couple of weeks... We bear in mind that we're recording this currently, as of now, we're recording this on the first of June, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to happen in the next couple that's of weeks. That's a good point, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I've got to try point. and get as much of the current events in as possible, mm. okay? Because it could change, exactly. Because you know, he 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 might be arrested next week, he could be arrested, yeah, he could be arrested, and then yeah. the week after that, he might break out of prison. There's so much that could happen, so I've got to try and get the current events in as much as possible. <laughs> Is he a part of the quiz? Because I have no idea why I've started no, speaking about Philip, it. Philip is not a part of the quiz. Um, if you're at a funeral, guys, probably not best to shout true or false. That might put that might upset a few people if you start shouting false, true. Yeah, he was a good man. Uh, a good- false. <laughs> Especially if it's Philip Schofield's funeral, depending on how far things have deteriorated in the next couple of weeks, uh, well, whatever time you're listening to this. I was taking thought. Right, let's bring this, let's bring this back to fitness related. Yeah, we'll you can edit that out, Philip. by the way. Um, so, quiz time. First point or first statement high intensity interval training lowers the risk of mortality more than moderate intensity continuous exercise so mortality is obviously cause of death so like heart disease and things like that i'll read that again high intensity interval training lowers the risk of mortality more than moderate intensity continuous exercise 
give you a few seconds there to answer. Oh, how exciting. Statement number two. High intensity interval training doubles endurance performance after only 15 minutes of training over two weeks. So high intensity interval training doubles endurance performance after only 15 minutes of training over two weeks. Statement number three. One minute of high intensity interval training is equivalent to 45 minutes of moderate intensity continuous exercise. So one minute of high intensity interval training is equivalent to 45 minutes of moderate intensity continuous exercise. And the final one, high intensity interval training is more pleasant and enjoyable than moderate intensity continuous exercise. And when I when I say these statements, this is in relation to evidence, current evidence and solid evidence, okay? Hmm. So, tally up what you got. True, false, true, false, whatever. If you get them all right, there isn't a prize. Um, maybe drop us a DM, say you got them all right, that'd be nice. And we could be like, well done, good for you. Give it all, I don't know, med- a medal emoji. Thumbs up emoji. <laughs> Thumbs up emoji, yeah. Uh, so, drum roll, please. Oh my God, they are all false. None of those are true. They are all false. I tricked you. I'm a fucking mastermind. I am the villain. I am the fucking joker of the... What an absolute bastard. I know, right? The entire universe. I'm a fucking monster. Anyway, so this leads us into (laughs) the research we are diving into today, okay? So obviously give some context why they are... um, Why they are all false. So researchers, big... Ekikakis and Tiller, is that right? Ekikakis, oh, yeah. That's definitely Tiller. not right. But yeah, okay. it is. Ekikakis. I'm not even going to attempt it. Ekikakis. Do you know what? I think we just abbreviate their names into E-T. Eki. Eki and Tiller. No, E-T. Just E-T. E-T. I go, okay. Like, yeah, so E-T's E-T. home. They've basically been getting balls deep on this topic, right? So E.T.'s been getting balls deep. This, <laughs> this is actually quite... It's the long finger. <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> God, we are a serious evidence-based podcast about health, what fitness, and nutrition. picture in your head, E.T. getting balls deep. So, taking away that imagery, E.T., they have been getting balls deep on this topic, but in terms of research. So, they've actually split some research into multiple parts. And to our knowledge, it's going to be six parts in total. So, it's a six-part research, bit of research, different papers, basically. So far, we've got four parts. So, it's obviously ongoing. So, if we go back to these fun quiz results, um, in part two of this research, they actually went but you could say systematically went through all of these different points. So those four points are quite common ones you'll see. So they went through all of them and they soundly debunked them, right? So they fucking nailed them. They, they buried them. So if you were at a funeral, they basically, <laughs> they buried these points, right? Um, that's why they're all false, basically, because they went through them and that, you obviously will leave the papers and all of them, we'll leave all the parts in the in the show notes if you want to have a look. Um, obviously, won't go too deep into it beer all day. But one thing I should all say is it's, it's important to note, though, that the researchers are not on some sort of anti-hit crusade, um, you know, yeah. trying to fucking... No, they're not. They're not against hit. They don't hate hit. There's a lot of mad claims. Yeah, there's a lot of mad. So basically, what they're trying to do is they're, they're, they're trying to you can say smite down um, some of the big claims, and they're trying to bring hit back down to earth a little, because as we'll go on to, it's kind of people have jumped onto it, and the claims are getting more wild, and it's hit, hit's not bad by us. So I'll, you know, we, it has its place. We're going to go into, but it's been elevated to a point of where it's people are basically saying that it's a be all and end all, and it's the only approach you should take. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to look at the research, bring it back down a bit so people aren't thinking they have to do hits to get some sort of health outcome, positive health outcome, I should say. 
should we go into the polls now? We'll go into the polls. Yeah, we'll go into the polls in a second, actually, before we uh, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll consider a little bit more. So before we actually go into the actual paper, so part four of this, which is specifically on adherence, really, I want to make clear this is not an either or situation. Yes. If we look at both hit and non-continuous like cardio stuff, there's lots of different combinations you can go with. And they both can have their own pros and cons. Yeah. If I just rattle a few off, if we look at like a general health and fitness setting, so forget any specific sport context or specific fitness concept, general health and fitness, so just trying to improve your health and fitness, whatever, there's going to be pros and cons. For example, if you're t- you t- are you someone who's tight on time, HIT could be yeah. a good option for you. Do you find long exercise boring? So do you find a long hour run boring? Well, HIT might be another good option for you. But do you find hits miserable? Like, do you hate the idea of being sweaty and out of breath really bad? Well, then you might prefer going on a steady state run. So as you can see, there's lots of different sort of contexts of why you might choose one or the other. I mean, in regards to like um, overall health, like both are going to be absolutely fine. You know, both could be absolutely fine. But as you said, like, even though like you said, like we was kind of looking at it from like a non-specific point of view, at the same time, I think it is important to say that, okay, maybe depending on what it is you're actually training in the outside context of, of health, <laughs> in the context of, in the context then okay, of, yeah. the specificity might yeah, be better. So, well, as you said, while they'll both give you improvement in your health outcomes, they are obviously different. So in yeah. specific contexts, you, you are going to want to choose one over the other. You know, if, if depending yeah. on the context, okay, if you're a 400 meter sprint athlete, then going out for hour runs every day is not probably going to be beneficial to you improving your 400 meter runtime. I mean, even if we go back to like your fake quiz and we <laughs> look at quiz. like uh, one of my the questions, fake, my you, fake quiz, your fake you. quiz, your fake, your, your fake questions. Well, technically, the questions were real. They it's were just real. that, you know, they was all false. It was, you know, it was, it? it was a, it was gaslighting is what it was. You knew precisely what you was doing to the audience and by effect me. But, you know, one of the questions was, like, oh, high-intensity interval training doubles endurance performance after only 15 minutes of training over two weeks. True or false? And they're like, oh, one minute of high-intensity interval training is equivalent to 45 minutes of moderate exercise. Like, it all depends on what you're actually trying to get better at, if it's a specificity. So, like, for example, like, if you want to get good at doing long-distance running, sprinting, and only sprinting for short durations probably isn't going to be as good as actually doing long distance runs and vice versa if you want to get faster you probably want to be doing some form of you know high intensity running as opposed to just doing like long steady state running you know Mm -hmm. so specificity is still important as well in regards to what choice you make here let's go into the polls let's go into the instagram polls Um, yeah see what people have been up to so let's pull these up then as always, guys, if you want to get involved with these polls, head over to the Instagram at chatshitgetfitpodcast. The link's down below, and you can get stuck into these polls as well. So this one was, um, we asked, what do you prefer, which is the first part of the question, and I put hit or steady state training, so moderate slash slow, uh, low intensity. Tom, what do you think the outcome was? We had a lot of responses, actually. What, what do you think the results were? So I think most people are going to say kind of like... Um well, do you know what? It also depends on how people are kind of framing it in regards to what they're perceiving as hit and what they're perceiving as uh, sh- long and steady. I, I do think brackets high intensity interval training for hit. Wicked. So in that case, I have a feeling that most people are going to say kind of like long and steady and pacing themselves. However, I have a feeling that there's going to be quite a few people who have actually, you know, said both. Why not both? Mm. Or have they all just done like an either so, and or? The actual result for what people prefer was actually hit. Oh, okay. 67% to 33%. 
But then yeah. there was a second question follow up to that, and it was why. Okay, because always could have some context why. Obviously, not everyone gets involved. Um, we'll go through these quite a few here. So someone actually just say, as you said, Tom, both. They like to mix it up. Good, it's like a bit of both, which I think it's a fair approach. If you're doing it for general yeah. health and fitness, it's a good, good thing to do. Um, and this one, okay, yeah. So oh wow, Lily sent in a big, got lots, lots to get into here. We'll go through this. So because it proved to me what I'm capable of. So let me just double check. I'm pretty sure she said hit, didn't she? Yeah, so Lily said hit, and we'll go through why she said hit. Because it proved to me what I'm capable of. When I had a lot of uh, lower fitness, it would kill me off. So basically what she's saying there is when her fitness wasn't as great, she yeah. when, it, when she started doing hit, it kind of showed to her what she can actually do. She can push herself to those, you know, that yeah. threshold, you could say, of training. Um, and, she, and I hated it, but through steady state, some zone training and clever programming, I now have the capacity to actually perform HIT, and it's a whole new world. But I think it has a time and place and possibly not to everyone, especially beginners. Um, I mean, I think I still think beginners can get into it. I just think yeah. as, we'll, as we'll go on to, if with adherence, with beginners is a little bit more complicated and there is potential drawbacks. Yeah which we'll talk about in terms of the adherence, but I think that's some fair points there. Like any exercise, you can do too much too soon, but it mm-hmm. doesn't think that yeah. necessarily stops people from, in general, mm-hmm. getting into HIT. But I like the thing of, it kind of showed her what she was capable of, because yeah, she's right. HIT can be quite arduous on the body, it Can be in terms of it can be quite, you, you do get a lot of work done in a short period of time. So yeah. if you felt you weren't fit and you managed to finish your HIT session, it can make you feel really good, like, wow, I managed to do something quite, quite hard yeah. there. Oh, Fern's got in, Tom. I like both. Depends on my body as well as what I'm feeling. It's another good point. Depending on the day, you might one day feel like, oh, I fancy a nice long run, or yeah. one day you think, oh, you know what? Let's do a nice, quick, sharp, ten minutes, get it done. I mean, bearing in, bearing in mind, I make her do, um, you know, shuttle runs as well as like long distance running. I don't think she has much of a choice, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah, to see no, the effort there, Fern. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now, now that you like it, there's no escaping. Mike sent in gives me a chance to decompress after a long slash stressful day long bike rides do wonders for my mental health so yeah that's yeah. a really valid point um i mean people like to do long walks or obviously you long can pass a steady state cardio so long slow swim yeah it allows you to sit down and yeah. sort of think doesn't it, it allows you to as, you, as as mike said decompress couple of hours of esports yeah what what esports what do you mean esports <laughs> <laughs> playing the Call of Duty, yeah. <laughs> Play, oh, brilliant! Yeah. It's a sport Everyone now, isn't it? it? So yeah, um, low intensity sports. Um, and this is a really important one. This last one, Tom Mikey sent us in. So he said hit, and he put time barrier mostly. I think that's one of the crew. That's, that's one of the, the biggest main thing for me. That's the main yeah. draw for hit, isn't it? Is you can get a lot of stuff work done in a, in a short period of time. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. And you know what? As well, like um, it ain't always just about the time barrier, but also your equipment available to you. If you've got a lack of equipment and you can't draw out a big long full body session with like the one kettlebell you have, you might find you might just want to do swings, but fuck it, I'm gonna do like a ten minute, fifteen or twenty minute EMOM. Yeah. You know? It's gonna be absolutely brutal, but hey, guess what? That's hit for you. Uh particularly like the past couple of years with COVID where people were stuck at home and people were trying to think, shit, what can I actually do to get some exercise in here? And I think HIP became quite popular then. Mm, did you? You know, during lockdown, where people had like very limited, uh, you know, space, very, very limited equipment as well. But suddenly you found that just by doing fucking walkouts or inchworms, mm. that as long as you combine something like HIP, it's actually a quite an effective workout for mm. getting your heart rate elevated and moving yourself. Question is, Tom, though, can you adhere? Do people adhere to it more mm. than because, as we know, question. 
health and fitness is good, but it's something you want to, the best protocol really is something you could adhere to consistently, kind of really something that yeah. you can, you enjoy something you want to keep doing basically. Is it sustainable? So what um, the researchers did, so big fucking echocarcus and ET. ET, 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 it's a big ET. What they looked for is they looked basically the literature and they looked at studies that compared long-term adherence rates between high intensity interval training and moderate intensity steady state exercise interventions and they had to have a minimum follow-up period of 12 months because obviously if they did a comparison between like a month it's like what's well, not much yeah. use in terms so of are you sticking to it after a year yeah exactly that they they only they only identified eight studies um that met their inclusion criteria and what they did was obviously they tallied up all the results um, and what they found was there was not a single long-term study in which high intensity interval training enjoyed a significant adherence advantage when compared to moderate intensity state cardio yeah uh, and there's something they said here which i think is really important to mention and i'll read out this quote compared to moderate intensity exercise more individuals assigned to HIT did not adhere to their prescription when unsupervised, most likely because they could not. Some dropped out, whereas many of those who continued exercising did so at lower than prescribed levels of intensity. As a result of non-adherence, initial physiological adaptations tended to dissipate over the course of the follow-up. So that goes back to my point about, uh, well, Lily mentioned about beginners, because Hits can be quite difficult. And if you're new to the gym, as they kind of said there, when unsupervised, they struggle to potentially hit the, the intensity. Because hmm. I find sometimes people, when they're new, they don't really, it's hard, because RPE is something we talk about a lot in the time, rate of yeah. perceived exertion. And when you're new, it can be quite hard to, to navigate. That's why it's good when you work with PT initially, they can kind of help you through it and be like, okay, this is actually your true RPE 9. This is actually your true RPE 10. Because sometimes people hit a bit of discomfort and they think, oh, it's 10, I'm fucked. <laughs> and really, they've not really yeah. hit it. They've, kind of, they've, they've just exposed themselves to a bit of physical stress. But because they're not used yeah. to it, they think it's fucking worse than it is. I mean, it's still so completely subjective to them. It's, it's very subjective. Of course, we're not saying But you can actually say to them, actually, I think you can maybe give me a couple more. And they figure out themselves, actually, yeah, okay, so that's what an RP8 feels like. Absolutely. On. So what they're saying on this paper is that kind of people, and they did continue, it was at a lower intensity than what was prescribed in terms of what it should have been for like the hit. Hmm. which I think was quite interesting. Um, if we look at some key terminology from the, from the findings, I think long-term studies is an important term. Um, because as we said, that's important when it comes to looking at adherence. So what big uh, ET, I don't know what you call them big. Um, I, don't, I don't know how big they are. <laughs> big ET. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how big they are. I mean, it's not very evidence-based to me. They might be <laughs> two tiny little guys. They might even not even guys. I don't even know if they're both Do you guys. have a reference or a citation for that? Yeah, citation. Yeah, you know what the citation is? What's your source on their size? Fucking long finger at all. Right. So big ET. <laughs> Um, they basically what they what they argued was is that there tends to be an emphasis on short term interval training studies, hmm. and this is what they think has pushed that sort of you could say short sighted and biased perspective on it. Yeah. So the reason it's getting pushed, as we said, like it's getting elevated a bit too much, is because there's a lot there's a lot on short term interval, a lot of, sorry on short duration, um, which is fine, but obviously they need to balance it with longer term stuff because I mean- go on. No, no, go on, finish. So all I was going to say was, when they looked at the studies only lasting a couple of months or so, the high-intensity stuff does actually, you know, often deliver a better training stimulus than doing a steady-state yeah. intervention, so like a steady-state run, um, whatever it's been compared to. Um, and because of that, as a result, we then get media, we then get the literature pushing this sort of communication of, here is a, a time-efficient 
exercise strategy that gives us some really big boy training Quadruple adaptations. the work in half the yeah, time. Exactly. It's like, wow, look at all this. Look at this. It's time efficient. You're getting massive training adaptations. Everything looks fan bloody fantastic, whatever. However, this is only on a couple months. It's on a short mm. time domain. What they're trying to say, so fucking big ET, <laughs> um, they say that when you look at the long-term interval training literature, so looking away from those short ones, is that the I wrote actually I was really I quote it'd be easier to be honest. Let me see if I can there you go. So meaning in meaningful initial gains in health or fitness, followed by elimination of vigorous intensity activity and evaporation of the initial gains. So newbie, newbie, newbie at the start, you get that the initial training adaptation at the start, but is it then going off long term? I mean, if we talk about overall health though, mm-hmm. you know, actual health markers, yeah. I still think it's absolutely fine. I mean, look, when we look at the uh, the current physical guidelines. What, what's the recommendations? It's uh, if we if we take away resistance training for a second, we take mm. away resistance training. We just look at the actual like uh, aerobic activity, where it's like minimum at least 150 minutes of moderate Vigorous. activity per week. The moderate is it? Or 75, 75, 75. Yeah. It's half, half. So in that way, you, from a health perspective, you can say, okay, well, technically, yeah, that is in half the time, isn't it? You have got the benefit of the health effects in half the time of what it would take if you were doing moderate activity, you know, and you also do vigorous activity. What would that come under? That'd come as hit. It could be it could be classed as hit. So yeah. for health, okay. But in regards to other in regards to performance benefits, in regards to maybe building muscle, okay, perhaps it's not going to be as like superior in regards to like those kind of outcomes when compared to like moderate long drawn out activity. Because once again, it depends on your specific goal. You go back to the health stuff though, because I don't want to add a bit more onto that. So they're not saying obviously they're not saying that they got rid of it. They're just kind of saying that the benefits shown evaporated over time in line with yeah. longer term stuff because of the initial gains, right? But what they do say, they 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 kind of contend that the short term training adaptations shown in though that research, they're saying it will kind of fail to promote long term cardiometabolic health improvements if the adapt- adaptations are short lived. And what they mean by that is, it's obviously a problem when you get participants of these. Um, when they're randomised, sorry, to do high-intensity interval training interventions because if I go back to the adherence piece, if you're unwilling to maintain the prescribed intensity, yeah, that means you're potentially not maintaining. So if you're aiming for 75 a week, 75 minutes a week, for example. Keyword being vigorous. Yeah, vigorous. If you're, if you're trying to maintain that 75 minutes vigorous, but you are not hitting the stimulus because you can't maintain the prescribed levels of exercise intensity, you're not actually hitting the 75 minutes. Yeah. Whereas if you can easily hit that, if you can maintain the intensity of moderate for 150, are you then not potentially going to promote long-term cardiometabolic health improvements because you're maintaining it over a long period of time because you can, as opposed to not being able to on vigorous that makes sense so i might be misunderstanding you but basically like is there a worry that people might be going in and getting like the 75 minutes per week but they're just doing the 75 minutes of activity but they're not actually making it vigorous that's what i mean even after they're adapting well because that's what they obviously found in some of the data is that people were actually when they were unsupervised they were not hitting the correct stimulus there was no push yeah. because you have to push yourself to do sometimes some of these high intensity vigorous I should say sometimes it's hard to push yourself if you're maybe feeling tired that day you've got some aches um, you're not fueled correctly in you know, all these different factors that well, can come into once play. again this is where RPE comes into it is that like once again RPE is subjective and it takes into account you know the complexity of what's actually going on with you on that day 
you know, whether you are feeling tired, you're underfed, etc. And the thing is, like, you might not be doing a workout that was as vigorous as two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but it's still vigorous on that day. You yeah. might not be doing as many reps on this day as sure. what you were doing two weeks ago. You might be doing the, the same kettlebell, dumbbell, whatever it is you're using, the same weight, but it doesn't matter as long mm. as you are doing what you're capable of on that day and it is still vigorous. Yeah. Because, you know, pro- what is it we say? Progress isn't always linear. And it's going to be true of HIT as well. You might go in and do a HIT session where you are doing swings of like a, a 20 kilo kettlebell, you know, but then like two weeks later, you just, I don't know, you're feeling like a bit, you're just saying feeling yourself on that day. And it's like, fucking hell, I can only swing 16 kilos today. Last week I swung 20 kilos, but today I'm only able to swing 16, but it feels the same amount of vigorous fucking activity that I was doing last week. Mm. That's fine because it's still vigorous. I think that's where it comes back to kind of we summarize almost is that in for general health and fitness, I think these are interchangeable. So on those days, for example, Tom, if you felt pretty run down, there's no reason why you then couldn't do moderate intensity. You don't have to yeah. do vigorous every Change time. You go, actually, you go, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going for a little bike ride today. I'm going to go for a long cycle because I feel a bit more beat up today. I don't really want to do fucking yeah. 20 burpees every minute for 20 minutes. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to fucking do sprints up and down the fucking track. You know, it's yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing is, like, we want you to kind of stick to something that you know is going to be sustainable to you and it's something mm. that you enjoy. You enjoy it. Uh, mm. Do you know what? Actually, this is a big key point in this discussion I wanted to kind of make. So in regards to, well, what should you be doing? You know, should I be doing HIIT or should I be doing steady state? Even in weight training, should I be doing dumbbell rows or should I be doing barbell rows instead? Mm. That So much of it gets lost in this idea of what is the most optimal in the sense of mechanical? What is the best biological response I'm going to be getting out of this? But actually, you need to look at it from a broader perspective. You need to actually think, well, actually, what's going to be more optimal in the sense that you know you're going to be doing this in three years' time still? You're not just going to do it Mm. fantastically, perfectly to the letter for the next month, but then drop off after that. Mm. Actually, you want to think about, well, what is the thing that you have the best access to? What do you actually enjoy? What's the thing that's actually going to make you get out of bed after you know you are feeling a bit tired and still go and do this activity? And that's where it does come down to a difference in regards to what do you actually want to do? What would you prefer? You know, it ain't always got to be about, well, actually this study showed that I got more benefits out of X, Y, Z. It can simply come down to what the fuck do you like and what is it that you enjoy? Adherence. Adherence is about what... It, you adhere to things you enjoy doing and you get results from. You can get results from both of these from a health and fitness point of view, from a general health yeah. and fitness point of view. What do you enjoy the most? What can you consist... If you're someone who's short on time, to tell you to then go for an hour run three times a week is probably not going to be yeah. adhered to as much because you're short on time. However, if you've got loads of time and you like going for long runs, you're going to be here yeah. for a winner, aren't you? You're going to consistently hit that over and over again. So it's very subjective. In that, and in even that if we move away from like the aerobic aspect, you know, like even if it's in, in, in the gym, because the thing is like, you can also get high intensity training in regards to weight training, you know. Yeah, CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you prefer to go, if you, you know, I see a lot of people get sh- shamed in regards to, oh, that person spends an hour and a half in the gym when I get mine done in 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, this is this is why this whole conversation started because yeah. people are saying that HIT is superior, like, oh, it's so much better, you can get fucking, you get double the fitness in half the time. It's like, oh, is it that Perhaps this time? person, Jerry, likes having their long rest periods and they like being able to yeah. fit in a lot of different variation exercises, if that's the case. They like to be able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, crack on, that's fine. Yeah. But if you are not only like hit, that's absolutely fine too. There's no either or. I remember when we had this conversation about fucking spin classes like 
two years mm. ago where certain influencers were going, what is the point? It's stupid. It's like, but people like doing it. Listen, yeah. one of the things that I've learned from working in a commercial gym is that we have people that, so we, yeah, we have pe- members that come to the gym and they pay their membership. They never once go on a machine. They never once go down to the racks. You know, they never actually once come and train by themselves. But for the past three years, they've come in and done these high-intensity classes. So, yeah, there's my anecdotal evidence, you know. And they come in, they do it because they fucking enjoy it. They're not thinking to themselves, well, actually, this, you know, biomechanics expert on YouTube said that I need to roticulate my katungus to get the best, you know, uh, stretch on my uh, latissimus magorsimus cock and balls. You know, they've just simply gone, I like coming and doing high-intensity classes, so I'm going to keep doing this for the next couple of years happy days in which case that wins because that's what's made them adhere to it. and if it's to do with the social setting great if it's because they like the uh, instructor's personality fantastic if it's the exercises they like doing cool as well it's not an either or and that also that also counters that unsupervised thing that the researchers mentioned about when it was unsupervised people struggle to maintain it well a lot of these people are doing classes when they do vigorous stuff and they don't yeah. spin class it's super so you're more safer. likely then to hit it yeah and you, you're or more likely pushed. to hit the stimulus so yeah being pushed they the know that if they're at home i had someone t- mate i had someone come to one of my weightlifting class the other day she said i've actually got all the equipment at home but i know that if i mm. try and do it at home i'm just going to i'm just going to sandbag it basically mm. you know i'm just going to kind of like i'll do it but i'll just you know she's just going to stop at rp two and a half whereas just knowing you're in that environment it's the same with people that come to the gym you know and walk on a treadmill so sometimes they just it, like man. being in an environment yeah the environment's you know, crucial where they know they have to put the work in because there's just people around and they're in that environment takeaway there guys is it's interchangeable unless you've got a very specific goal which requires you to do one or the other if you're just listening and you want to get fit and healthy um just a bit interchangeable. Have a have a bit of fun with both. The, the key thing the research really is diving into is, is they're trying to basically bring hit down off a bit of a pedestal where some people are kind of because um, you've got two crowds. You've got the anti-hit people and you've got the people who count hit as like the be-all and end-all of exercise. But they're trying to just bring it in line of like, look, it's not an either or. You haven't. I got remember to, like, back in like uh, like the late twenty tens when like hit was all the rage in regards to you know when you finish a weight training session. Don't go and do, and this is back when like the interference effect was like this big massive thing, you know. Don't go and do long cardio with weight training because it's gonna, oh, it won't, oh, it's just gonna affect your gains. It's going to kill your gains, you know. But we had these gurus writing books and saying, you know, go and do some twenty second sprints on the treadmill, and you're gonna lose so much fat. It's so much better than a steady state. So like that to me, sound after a heavy weight training session, sounds like fucking shit. I mean, if you want to do that, crack on. It's whatever yeah, you enjoy. On, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But at the same time, if I like going for my fucking long walk on the same day or the day after a weight training session, that's my prerogative. Guys, that is all the news this week. Um, of course, Jenny, clean. Thank you very much. It's just- <laughs> it, it, this is this is like the f- the third thank you. Third, we third have- thank you, yeah, yeah. If you lot listening on the podcast, like in a normal general release, it'll, you know, it won't be that weird because you will have heard this in a week space apart. But Patreon, they get the full video. They're probably going to get this entire three episodes back to back in a full video on the fucking whatever day of June it is, the 5th of June, whatever. And then obviously <laughs> I would have said it three times in a row. Jenny, Colleen, thank you very much for being a producer of the show. I'm getting a chat AI to help me out with this. Write a thank you note or message to Jenny and Colleen whilst under duress in a dystopian future where robots rule the earth. 
Oh, God, that's a long old message. Dear Jenny and Colleen, I hope this message finds you both safe and well amidst the challenging circumstances we find ourselves in. To, to be fair, we could have just had this written when she was in Newcastle. As I write this, I am under duress in a dystopian future where... Wait, this is really shit. I've literally asked it to write a story where I'm in a dystopian future where robots rule the earth. And it's literally copied and pasted it. I write this, <laughs> I am under duress in a dystopian future where robots rule the that, That's literally just copy and pasting what I've asked it to do. It's getting lazy, mate. We've worked it too. We've, we've used it too much tonight. We've worked it too hard. It's knackered. I know, we've worked it too hard. Uh, kicking off is like fuck this. Yeah, that's that's disappointed me. That is, but the key message is thank you, thank you, thank you, Jenny Clean, producers of the show, and of course, thank you to the rest of the patrons over on Patreon.com/slash/CSGFpodcast, which is also linked to the show notes, guys. So if you want full videos, that's pretty much it. Like, and obviously early podcast. <laughs> I said that as if I was going to rattle off like loads of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You see, you should have used your chat out. Oh, yeah. yeah, I should have, yeah, so give me some more fucking words to say. But basically, guys, you obviously just help support the running costs of the podcast, help us keep going with the fitness news. You do get the full video of the podcast with behind the scenes fucking chaos and all that good stuff. So it's really appreciated. Um, so yeah, check out the link, have a look. Yeah. And yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, but as always, it is a pleasure, as always, I should say. Yeah. And we will see you next week, same time. Same place for some more fitness news. Yeah, woo. Stay safe and avoid any ITV presenters. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon.